Hello, everyone. I'm Kayla. And I'm Silas. And this is The Adventures of Kayla and Silas, a podcast about everything travel. Each week, we cover travel topics we find interesting and that we hope you will, too. It's time for us to do some updates. Uh, Since our summer trip to the UK and Netherlands, we've had a lot of things that are going on that we have in the works, that we're planning for, that we want to share with all of you, our faithful listeners. Yeah, we do have a lot of stuff going on. First, our thoughts and prayers go out to the families uh, of those in Houston and those who are affected by the tropical storm, Harvey. Yeah, I don't think it's just Houston anymore. <laughs> no, it's it's definitely not. Yeah, it's a lot of people and the news continues to pour in. Hopefully by the time this podcast airs, they're kind of, the waters will be receding. But as we're talking, it seems like the hurricane has made a second landfall and has brought with it a bunch more rain and um, all of the news is just terrifying we do hope that it ends soon and that um, yeah, there will be some relief for there'll be some relief for the for everyone down there sounds indeed. like it's gonna be a long a long rebuilding process so there's certainly not gonna be fast right and every every little bit helps making donations and red cross salvation army those sorts of things if you're able to help out help out how you can so yeah, I got an email from Southwest yesterday asking me to donate my points to help my, you know, like rewards points to help essentially buy flights for people who are trying to get down there to sure. help to help. And so they're partnering with a number of organizations. Airbnb is also doing free housing, basically. So if you are an Airbnb host, you can put your housing up for free. Yeah. So if people can get to you, then they can stay. And even if you want to make a donation or you want to get involved, even just typing in uh, Tropical Storm Harvey in Google will take you right to right on the homepage right away. There's just opportunities to get involved to help out. So yeah, yep, it's cool to see you know the country con- kind of coming together and in support of the the folks who have been affected. So yep, yeah. But moving on in our personal lives, uh, we have a couple of trips coming up, and we want to talk about them. Yellowstone is going to be the first on our list, and we're very excited about that. We were actually approached by one of our good friends, Casey, who we hope to have him on the podcast while we're traveling, but he approached us and said, would you guys like to go to Yellowstone? And we looked at each other and said, absolutely, we would. (laughs) And so we worked together to put together an itinerary, and it's going to be a really fun trip. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, we're driving, so it's going to be... A lot of time in the car. A lot of time in the car. But in addition to Yellowstone, we're also going to hit Grand Teton National Park and Mount Rushmore and the Badlands. Hopefully Waldrug. No, we don't have time to go to Waldrug. And the Corn Palace. We definitely don't have time to go to the Corn Palace. These are the things I'm most looking forward to. Old Faithful, don't care. I (laughs) want to see the Corn Palace. We're not going there. Well, in that case, I guess I'll settle for Old Faithful. Yeah, yeah, you will. I will settle. We're on a bit of a tight timeline because we had to plan the trip between a wedding one Saturday yep, and a rehearsal dinner for a wedding that all three of us are in essentially yeah. the following Saturday. A, so, a wedding a wedding that, uh, yeah, in between two weddings. Yeah, except that I, might what, be the, the point I was that. trying to make was we, we can't leave until after a Saturday and we have to be back on Friday because we're like doing the rehearsal too. Great point. Yeah. We do have very limited. It's a limited, it's going to be a pretty quick trip, but we're going to get to see a lot and spend time with our buddy and it's going to be super fun. I'm excited. We're also hoping to pull together a travel video 
of of sorts. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah, yeah. It'll be so that's on Silas's plate. It'll be our first attempt. We we've tried a couple of times. We haven't been as successful with our travel videos as we like, but I think we have a really solid game plan that we pull together, and we're re- really excited to show off our trip via video. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Yeah, that's our, again that's Silas's thing. He yeah. really is into the videography, so watch out. Yeah. Um, yep. The next trip that we're looking at taking will be a little bit later this fall, but we did want to bring it up. We are headed to Austin, Texas. Austin. Texas. We're visiting family. My my brother and sister-in-law live down there with their kids and we haven't seen we ha- them in a while. We haven't seen them in a while. We yeah. said we need to go see them. We need to help keep Austin weird. <laughs> you know, it it does need help with that from time to time and who better than me mostly <laughs> to help keep it weird, but you know. So we're hoping to see a little bit of the city while we're there, but mostly we'll be I think hanging out with family. So it's going to be a dual purpose trip. Dual purpose trip. We may have another travel video from that trip. We may say there was no time, but we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah, I don't know that that's an important part of the update. More on updates. Yeah. We are going to start a new video series, keeping with the video theme, Yep. Uh, called Exploring the World from Home. Uh, this will be on YouTube and on our website, and I'm I'm really excited about this. It's kind of my personal pet project that I've been dreaming up for the last six months or so, or, or longer, I'm not sure, but it's an opportunity to learn about the world while not leaving your house, which is the case for most of us. Most of the time that we don't have that opportunity to travel, we don't have the opportunity to go to places to explore and learn, and so my... My dream for this project is to give people an outlet to start learning about the world from the comfort of their own homes. So we'll see. Yeah, how the that different f- ways that you can experience oh, yeah. other cultures, other countries through a variety of different experiences. Yep. So absolutely, there's there's a lot to be unearthed there and a lot to be to be tackled. So we'll be giving you more updates as that happens. But wanted to plant the seed now and get you guys excited. Yep. The last thing on our updates list for today, I know it's a lot of updates. Thank you for for being patient. <laughs> yeah, if you're and still in listening there, to this, is that we've launched a course on the website called Udemy, and this is Kayla's big project. She's been working on this for about six months as well, and it has come to fruition. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? It sounds like you're saying that I'm more effective at finishing my projects than you. Um, you're more effective at getting me to help you finish your projects. (laughs) That's true. That's true. So for those of you who don't know, Udemy is basically an online teaching platform. So anyone can Teaching slash learning platform. Yeah, exactly. So anyone can become an instructor and then you post either videos or slideshows as a way of delivering content to the learners So you can also take courses on Udemy. Some of the courses are free. There's actually quite a bit of interesting material there, and they are often running promotions as well. We just bought a $200 course last night or two nights ago, but it was reduced to $10 because we just signed up officially. And so that's pretty cool. And so the course that we're promoting... Yes, your course. Tell us about your course. course. My course, my course. I wanted everyone to know what Udemy was. 
And they do now. They do now. Okay. So my course is called The Ultimate Travel Budget. Plan your next trip like an expert. I've basically taken everything I know kind of from a financial perspective around budgeting for travel. And when I say budgeting, I don't mean like you have to travel cheap. I'm just saying most people, regardless of your price point, want to set a budget when they travel. Right. Like, and, like saying I'm on a diet isn't the same as I'm restricting calories. It just means these are the things that I'm eating. And, and with this budget, you're saying not you have to spend $50 a day on travel, but right. rather how much money do you have and how can you allocate that towards your trip? Yeah, so exactly. So your budget could be $50 a day or your budget could be $1,000 a day depending on who you are, Sure. but you've set that budget, so you're not going over it. Awesome. Um, and so basically, I've created an Excel spreadsheet that keeps track of all of the different categories that I, I've kind of split travel spending into and calculates a lot of different interesting things for you to look at. And so the course takes you through that Excel spreadsheet, all of the subcategories. I give a lot of tips and tricks for the different areas where you'll spend money. So for example, you know, one area is accommodations. Sure. So then I break it down into, you know, well, what could that look like? How would you save money on accommodations? Things like that. Giving people a better sense of maybe how they would even think about budgeting for accommodations. Yeah. Especially kind of earlier in the process when you are setting that budget, you might not know exactly which hotel or vacation rental you're staying at. And so having a sense of how to budget and knowing it's better to have a placeholder there than nothing because otherwise when that hotel costs double what you think it's going to, you're going to have a lot of adjustments to make. So, and then I also have a, a case study as part of the course. So when Silas and I went on our honeymoon a year and a half ago, we did a lot of different things. We were in multiple cities. We did buses and trains and planes and there were a lot of things to add into the budget yeah, it was, to it was, keep track of it was, it was a was, complicated trip in terms of planning sure and therefore budgeting and so I use that as the case study just because I think it's a really great example to completely understand how to use the Excel spreadsheet and even if you didn't want to use the Excel spreadsheet there's just tons of tips and kind of tricks packed right. into the the course so no it's very it's a very thorough having helped put it together. It's very thorough. It's going to give you a lot of hands-on examples of how to use the spreadsheet and how to think about budgeting for your next trip. As we're recording this, we are in the middle of the review process through Udemy to make sure that they aren't presenting or promoting courses that are junk. Udemy does a really good job of reviewing all of the courses before they are submitted to the public. And so our course is in the middle of a review process. By the time this episode airs, we're hoping that we will have passed the review process and that it'll be live for the world to view and to purchase. And we will yep. include links to that in the show notes. I think it's a steal of a deal. Yep. And I'm again, I'm pretty sure if you sign up for Udemy that they give you like a few days to have some promotional opportunities, like half off or... No promises. Hashtag yeah. no promises. We don't know for sure, but I think but you might, you might get, be able to get for even cheaper if you're there on the right day or whatever. And to sign up for Udemy, how much does it cost? How many dollars is it to it's, sign up for Udemy? It's free. It's free? Zero yeah, yeah, yeah. dollars. Yes. It's zero not a subscription point, website. Zero dollars and zero cents. You pay for the courses and then the courses last forever, basically. So, I mean. That is amazing. <laughs> um, even past the internet, the courses will survive <laughs> Well, you know what I meant. So the courses stay in your dashboard. Yes. 
Um, even if the instructor goes away at some point or closes their profile, I think that you can still access the course materials. So like I've signed up for a different, a couple of different courses and they're all there. Not that I'm doing all of them actively or like have a plan to get them done by a certain date, but they don't expire. You can right go at your own pace. Yeah. And you yeah. can revisit things if you are like, Oh, what did she say about that thing with budgeting for souvenirs? Then you can go back and look again. It's pretty cool. Questions that plague most people. <laughs> Moving on to the main event for today's episode. Drum roll, please. We don't in have, a, honor we don't have of, a drum. Yeah, it's the worst. I, I could fully in something, but... That seems like a lot of work. That's a lot of work. In honor of your course being launched, I wanted to play a little game, Kayla. A game? A game. Oh, okay. The name of this game is... My $10,000 Vacation. What? Are you ready for the rules? I love this game already. Are you ready for the rules? Sure. Okay. The rules are, rule number one, you only have $10,000. Yes, only $10,000 to plan your vacation. Okay. Rule number two, you only have two weeks to plan your vacation inside of. So your vacation cannot be longer than two weeks. It's like you only have two weeks of vacation time. Two weeks of vacation time okay. saved up. $10,000. Rule number three, go. Oh my gosh. There's no other criteria? That's it. I want to know what your vacation looks like. Tell me the beginning to end off the top of your head how you would plan to spend $10,000 over two weeks for a vacation. Well, so my, my gut reaction, which is I think what you're going for, is that... If it were just the two of us, $10,000 is quite a bit of money for two weeks. So I want to go to like the most remote place. Okay. Because airfare is often the most expensive part of any trip. So it feels like if I only have two weeks that I want to go somewhere fairly remote. So I'm thinking like Iceland or Indonesia. Iceland or Iceland? Iceland. Not Iceland. Iceland. Just making sure it's not a theme park. Keep going. Iceland. (laughs) Oh, there could be like, oh, that'd be really cool. That's not the name of the game, Kayla. How would you spend $10,000 on your vacation? Well, what I'm saying though is... So you're going to Iceland or... Or like Indonesia, like somewhere off the beaten path. Okay. Somewhere that's kind of, so to speak, hard to get to. What types of places would you stay at? What would you eat? What would you do? Oh, well, with $10,000 in two weeks, I mean, we almost have like $500 a day. Almost. After, air, I mean, I'm thinking two grand a ticket mm-hmm. for the plane, and then we have six grand left. <laughs> so it's almost $500 a day. Okay. So we could stay in pretty nice places. I, I'm kind of imagining a trip where you, you want to, move around too, too much. Cause it's not that much time yeah. to like go from location to location. So be sweet. Maybe to do like a vacation rental, something maybe a little nicer where we could cook for ourselves, but also go out when we want to. Okay. I like that. Um, you're being very practical with this. Well, that's just my nature, I suppose. Okay. Well, you're well boring. what do you want to do with you're, your $10,000? I was going to say, you're boring me. Game over for you. <laughs> I would... I have a couple of options here okay. and I want to, I want to talk through them before I go with my gut reaction on this. First of all, I was thinking that we could do a 
two-week road trip, but we would hire someone to drive us the whole way. I bet we could pay somebody like a thousand bucks for two weeks. That seems like a pretty good fair wage to drive around. Plus we'd be able to pay for them to like stay with us and stuff. So maybe we could get our friend Casey who's going on the road trip with us anyway. We would just pay him to drive us and then we could have like... You wouldn't feel bad making him drive the whole way? We'd be paying him. It'd be fine. So we would do that and then we would hit lots of cool spots, right? We would go down to Florida and we would do Disney World and then we'd drive up the coast to New York City because I've always wanted to go there. Okay. And then we could come back across country up near Canada. Mm-hmm. It would just wave at Canada. I don't want to go up there. You don't actually want to go into Canada. Well, I, I don't want to bring my passport on this trip. And I just want to wave at them. Okay, so besides Disneyland and New York City, what are you doing? We're getting all the way across the country, waving the entire time. Like, it's mm. going to be... Your arm's going to be tired. My arm's going to be tired. Yeah. And then we're going to get over to the Redwood Forests area. Oh, we're going... All the not way. Not back to Iowa. We're going all the way across the country. Yeah, didn't I say that we're going all the way along Canada? I thought I said that. So then we get all the way to the other side <laughs> of the states, and we go down California. I want to do a little bit of surfing, and then I want to go to Las Vegas because that was supposed to be part of my birthday trip, mm-hmm. and then up to Colorado, and I say we ski down... A mountain? Through Nebraska, back to Iowa. That's that would the be nice if you could do it that way. That'd be awesome. Nebraska's so that's cool. one option. The other option that I am thinking of, uh, I, have, I have two more. One, uh, the second one is just to fly over to New Zealand, hike the path to Mordor. Mm-hmm. Or the third option is to fly all the way down to Antarctica and pet the penguins, even if they what? say you're not supposed to. Silas is going to get kicked out of Antarctica. I'm not going to get kicked out. We the could penguins, do Antarctica with that amount of money. The penguins are going to love me. Just barely. They aren't going to barely love me. They're going no, to entirely love me. We could just barely afford Antarctica. I know. I only know this because you told me recently we could barely, we could just barely afford Antarctica with $10,000. So that's why I want to do it. <laughs> and I think that we would have time because of the two weeks thing. So of those three, uh, my gut reaction, oh, those penguins, they're so cute. They're so damn cute. But you can't pet pet them. Uh, You would definitely choose New Zealand. I would choose New Zealand and hike the path to Mordor. I knew it. I thought about saying New Zealand. With a close second being Casey driving us around the country because... But can I just point out that Silas's road trip around the country didn't make any sense because he literally started, he like crisscrossed his path as opposed to like starting California and going all the way back around. No, I wanted to wave at at Canada. Canada. But you could still go the opposite direction. No, my left arm isn't as strong as my right arm. And if I'm on the passenger side in the front seat, like I would be waving. But if we're paying someone to drive us, wouldn't we be in the back seat? Yeah, well, I'd be in the back seat on the passenger side. Well, why wouldn't you be on the driver's side? That's bad luck. So I am back there and I'm waving. Uh-huh. And if I'm waving with my left hand, that's a crossbody wave. Anyway, I don't need to explain this to you. All right. This was a fun game. We should play this every episode, I think. I'll come up with some better ideas. You kind of put me on the spot. Well, that is not my fault. But I wanted more criteria. You always want more rules. Yeah. I want more rules. Well, I just want to know, like, is a family traveling on $10,000? Then it's different. No, this is your... This is. Oh, I could have gone by myself without you? Oh, great. 
if we're doing that, then I'm definitely going to do both more door hiking and petting the penguins. And you can't stop me. I don't think you can do that in two weeks. Well, this was riveting. Um, I want to ask a few follow-up questions because this feels very unrealistic on many accounts. Yours especially. Iceland is not a real theme park, Kayla. So the first question that I have as we're thinking about in relation to your course on budgeting, as we're thinking about budgeting for trips, I want to address this idea that a lot of people have that they don't have enough money or time to take the trip that they want to. At first glance, I really feel like if someone came to you and said, here's $10,000 in two weeks to go on a vacation, it would feel like a lot. It would feel like a lot, a lot, a whole lot. Well, because we did our honeymoon, it was three weeks and we did it for five grand. And we went to a lot of different places and we went to Europe. So we didn't even go to a place with a lower cost of living. Right. And we didn't stay still. We paid a lot to kind of hop around and see different things. So we we have done a trip like that. Mm -hmm. We have done a trip where we, we did take a longer period of time and we did spend more money. But I, I want to challenge that idea that that is the only way to be able to take a vacation. I hear a lot of people say, I don't have time to take a vacation and or I don't have enough money to take a vacation. You know, oh, I, I would love to take that trip that I've been dreaming of, but I just know that I am not going to have the money. And I think mm-hmm. that for a lot of the people that I talk to about this, the rationale behind I don't have enough money for this trip is I that they haven't looked at a budget actually. They're just imagining this has to be expensive. Well, mm-hmm. I hear that airfare is really expensive. Or they'll look one time, they'll do a quick search, and they'll see that, oh gosh, there's a, a $1,500 trip to London. I've always wanted to go to London. It's $1,500 to go from Des Moines to London. I could never afford to go to London. Right, and, and they don't they don't understand that there are other options. Right, there. I mean, look you look at, at flying out on a Tuesday. Look at leaving from a, Chicago. Yeah, from a different airport, from yeah. different days, from different times um, of the year. It reminds me of when we went to Rome with your parents. Your mom yeah. mentioned that she felt like she got a couple of kind of side remarks, snide remarks. Is that the word? Side or snide, maybe snide side remarks. Snidey, sidey remarks. Well, just I think that people were were confused about how they felt like the trip we took was an expensive trip. Yes, they they said this is an expensive trip, and then they wanted to know and were jealous about how they took the trip, and it wasn't the way that we did the trip was really inexpensive, and especially for the number of people that we ended up going with, what was it five of us? There were five of us, and I. Th- I mean, I think we probably spent like $1,500 a person, but half of that was the flight to and from Rome. Right. Which was kind of, I mean, that's an which unavoidable the, part. Which was, the spl- which was the splurge for right, because the adventure Right, because if you want to, to go to Rome, then you have to pay to get there, and right. we did find relatively inexpensive flights, Yep. but visiting Rome in and of itself is, doesn't have to be an expensive thing. Exactly. Certainly you can make it an expensive thing. We could have made our honeymoon a $10,000 honeymoon. Right. And well, and last week when we were talking with Katie on the podcast, she was even questioned about that by mm. her friend's dad. This man asked Katie, "Is are your parents very wealthy? 
because you're spending a lot of time in Europe. And she said, no, that's, I mean, I'm paying for this. It's just the way that you budget for your trip. Right. And I think the other important thing is I feel like the people who say, I don't have money to do that. Not everyone. Of course, there are people who legitimately are living below or on the poverty line and are just trying to feed their kids and pay their rent every month. And so that's not the point I'm trying to make. But I do feel like people prioritize money differently. People have different thresholds for what feels comfortable to have in their savings account. People have different thresholds for, um, you know, what kinds of things they need to have in their life. Do they need a fancy new car? Do they need um, new clothes every month? As you're talking about thresholds and you're talking about this idea of the amount of money that you have to spend on certain things, I want to talk about is it necessary to have to spend a certain dollar amount or go for a certain length of time to have a good experience on a trip? No, because I mean, we've done, we haven't done like long, long term travel, like quit your job and travel, right. travel, but our honeymoon was our longest trip, three weeks. Your birthday was probably our shortest trip and closest trip because we only went an hour down the road and we didn't really, I mean, we spent money on food, of course. We spent money on food. We spent... But that was like we, splurging because it was spent, your birthday. Right. We spent a little extra on food than we normally would have for a three-day period. And really, for me, the trip was almost more enjoyable than some of the other trips that we've had the opportunity to take because of the opportunity to spend time with friends. And, and there's no travel time. Sometimes that's the most stressful removed. part of traveling. Yeah, yeah, it is. And because we stayed in Des Moines which is a city we're already really familiar with. It's not like we spent a lot of time trying to figure out where we were or... How to get around. Yeah, yeah. You know, kind of... When you go to another country, especially, you kind of have to figure out the rules of the land. I want to move on to thinking about budgeting and time management. Mm. Because with this exercise or this game, you're given $10,000, you're given two weeks, and I automatically, I I exaggerated a bit, obviously, with my road trip, but when I hear I have two weeks and I have $10,000, I think I want to do as much as possible with that time and money. And and this was actually a conversation that I had with my parents when we were talking about going to Rome. (laughs) They said, well, if I'm going to Europe, they wanted to go somewhere in Europe, and they said, if we're going to Europe, we want to make the most of it. So I would want to see... The Multiple cities. Eiffel Tower, and I would want to see London, and I would want to see Rome, and I would want to... And I said, whoa, 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 this is... You are going to be exhausted, number mm-hmm. one. Number two, if we can squeeze that into the budget that you want to stick to, you're not going to be able to do much else besides see those places. And uh, a lot of times when you're planning for trips, it can be exciting to say, oh, I could do this or I could do that or I could do this. And the possibilities run away from you. And I think this is also another reason why a lot of people won't take trips because of, I don't know if it is a, a certain strain of FOMO, fear of missing out that, well, if I take this trip, then I'm missing out on this other opportunity that I can't take on that same trip and I don't know when I'll be able to take a trip again. Yeah. When I think about time, like having time restraints, personally, I feel like there's two ways to think about it. Sure. Either A, at least, at least, at least, at least give yourself two full days in a city, right? 
Yep. So unless you know I'm only going to this small little town to see this waterfall and I don't need to be there, like give yourself two days to explore any place that you're going to go. So in two weeks, you could reasonably see, say, four cities in Europe. Sure. Because you want to give yourself a travel day in between. I, I think even if you could just take a train for a few hours, that the work it takes to pack up your bags and get on a train and then find your hotel, it's just enough that you kind of want to give that day um, yep. very little to do. Or the other thing, and this is what we did in Italy. We didn't have a lot of time in Italy. And your parents wanted to see everything. We saw so a lot of Italy. We saw a ton of Italy. But the way we did that um, without losing our brains, because we were only there for like six, five and a half days, really. Yeah. Like actually in on, on the ground in Italy. And so the way that we made that work was we just got a nice apartment in Rome and then we took the train and we did day trips. Yep. So we didn't spend multiple days in Florence, but we just took the train out one day to Florence. Which was, I, which was our longest day. Granted, we left very early and the train ride was three or four hours. You're thinking of Venice. I'm thinking of Venice. Yeah. That's okay, though. But Venice was our longest day. Excuse me. Well, and we could have stayed there even... I mean, we could have stayed there later and had dinner there and then just taken a really, really late train back, but we... As it was, we still got back around 9 or 10, didn't we? Yeah, but I'm saying we could have gotten back at midnight if we had wanted to, but... We could have. If there's a place where that... It really would have been our longest day then, because yeah. I think we left around... We left our apartment around 6 or I 7. I don't have any memory of that day. It was very, very early, and we got back very late. However... Yes. This, this is a good segue into the last point that I wanted to make, that as you're planning your trip, there are certain things that as we are planning our trips, and we would highly encourage you to think about these same things, we think about what are our travel goals. Mm, yeah. And, you know, whether that's relaxation, making it a historical trip, or learning cultural, about the history, cultural yeah, stuff like adventures, that. you name it. Think about how, what type of trip you want to take. And then we stress this a lot on our blog and in the videos that we put out. Be realistic about your time and your money. Yeah. I think those, that goal setting is really important because with any travel, I feel like you kind of make concessions. Like, I don't know anyone in our lives that can just do like their dream trip exactly how they would want it to happen. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, maybe you have the dream budget, but you can't find a nonstop flight from X to sure. Y. And so you have that extra layover. And I mean, or you get there. If, if you did plan out your perfect trip, you get there, your bags got lost. Bags got lost. <laughs> yeah. So it perfect vacations always have road bumps. And the most important thing is to just be realistic about what you're trying to gain from the trip. What, your time is that you have available and what you and have budgeted money-wise and stick to those things and you're really going to come out of, with a trip that you're happy with. Yeah, and with time, I was going to say, you know, we always try to budget is the wrong word. Schedule, buffer time. Yes. So that first day, you're going to be useless, right? Like, especially if you're flying far. Yeah. Your first day, don't expect to do much. Maybe find a, ho a restaurant really close to wherever you're staying go out for food and kind of take in that neighborhood and don't expect to go see the major attractions or anything like that. Right. 
But we also try to buffer time throughout the week so that one night you might end up making a friend while you're out and staying out late. And then the next morning you want to sleep in. Well, it's not going to work to go to the museum at eight in the morning if you want to sleep in. Um, And so it's just nice. This last trip, I got sick. In Europe. Yep. And ended up essentially being up all night. Uh, And we had planned to go to the Van Gogh Museum the next morning. And we did go to the Van Gogh Museum the next morning, although I wasn't feeling great. I kind of sucked it up because it was like the last thing we wanted to do. And it just so happened that the pharmacies open in Amsterdam on a Sunday were kind of close to the museum quarter. Sure. So it was one of those like I had to go because I needed to get medicine. And so um, we may as well have tried out. But right, buffering, buffering in time is is very important yeah. so that you aren't overwhelmed. Trying to plan too much is always. Yeah. If that hadn't been our last day, I would have said, just let me sit here and be obnoxious, you know, be sick all day. And obnoxious. we can go to obnoxious and we can go to, you know, go to Van Gogh tomorrow. We'll squeeze it in. But um, it just happened to be our last day. Yep. And so we I sucked it up. But. Well, I think this was a really fun game, and I think that, uh, I, I hope that for all you listening, you gain something from our conversation before you plan your next trip. But that's our show. And if you want more advice on travel budgeting, you can go to Udemy and buy our course. My, yes. My course. Kayla's course. As always, we ask that you leave any questions you have in the comments section below, or if you have a specific question, feel free to email us directly or connect with us on social media. Our email address is KaylaAndSilas at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest by searching Kayla and Silas. Once again, I'm Kayla, and I'm Silas, wishing you luck on, on your, your upcoming, upcoming adventures. adventures.